Chapter 6. The Matrix Trip I believe it was four months of hard partying before reaching the night my head got struck with a sledgehammer. The LSD was in jail tab form again. Sellers said something about them being double-dipped. Sounded like a sales tactic, but they turned out to be very strong. We rented the movie The Matrix. Still not sure how no one in the group besides myself had seen the movie, but I would be in charge of fast-forwarding to the special effects scenes. They didn't care about the story at all. I ended up taking four hits. Not sure the dose everyone else took. When things started kicking in hard, we started the movie up. Things started quickly for me. When the cops going to get Trinity, use the flashlight, I saw a white sun with a big white ring. I was completely drawn in and forgot about my fast-forwarding assignment. I must have been the only one absorbing the story. I gradually started to believe I was Neo, and all my friends were agents, and they plotted this to destroy me. I was expecting to die when Agent Smith shot Neo. As that moment of the movie got closer, I became consumed with stress and anger. Why would they do this? Of course they'd seen this movie before. This was their plan all along. My teeth were clenched very, very tightly. And I undoubtedly had white knuckles from gripping the edge of the bed so hard. My friends noticed there was trouble in paradise. They tried to convince me to talk it out. I was having none of it. The main scene began. As Neo ran at the door, I lost my mind completely. My heart was beating a hundred times normal. I was preparing for death, frozen in fear. The door opened. The gunshot went off. Felt like I had died and was reborn in the same instant. I leapt off the bed and grabbed my car keys in a flash but I was walking to the door in slow motion. My friends were behind me. For some reason, whenever they said anything, I stopped dead in my tracks. This happened three times on the way to my car. Each time I would wonder, what was I doing? and started walking again. I reached my car door and looked at my keys. My friend Phil took them from my hand and said, you're not driving anywhere. I yelled back, fine, I'll fucking run. Which was great. I couldn't tell which key went to the car anyway. So away I went. It was more speed walking than running. After a little ways, a cluster of red dots formed in front of me. They made a big circle and then moved down a neighborhood street. I followed. This occurred a few times. As I continued to walk, I suddenly realized I was completely lost. I rested on the roof of someone's car in an attempt to calm myself to no avail. Not sure how long I walked after getting off the car. I may have blacked out. Suddenly I was walking in grass. I looked down and to my surprise there were grave plates on the ground. I was in a graveyard. At this, I simply shook my head in acceptance and thought, So, I am dying tonight. I just gotta find my hole.
I started searching, but after only a few steps, an image of the Grim Reaper holding a big sickle standing behind me flashed through my mind. I fell to my knees and cried out, If you're going to kill me, kill me. Just stop this. Nothing happened. Then, with my eyes closed, I saw a baby with an umbilical cord attached. So naturally, I thought curling up in baby pose would end all this. I laid there on the grass, curling my body as hard as I could. Instead of an ending, I became white crackling energy and ascended to the clouds. A big hand came out of the clouds to grab me. Pow! Just like that, my wits returned. I knew I needed to get back to the apartment. But there was the issue of not knowing where I was. I looked around and saw salvation in the distance. A towering, glowing Circle K sign. My only mission in life became making it to that gas station. Didn't take long before I was able to see the gas station in all its glory. I stumbled through a drainage ditch and walked right in front of a moving car, but I was almost there. Upon reaching my destination, I went straight to the payphone. I called my uncle, but had to leave a message. I confessed my drug use, confessed to a lot of things actually. I didn't want to be a scoundrel anymore and needed help turning my life around. I hung up the phone and went to the window to order a water. The young girl was on shift. Maybe it was the size of my pupils combined with the dirt and grass all over me. But she wasted no time offering help. Having a rough night, she asked. Yes, I answered. I dropped too much acid tonight. Okay, she said. I'm going to unlock the door for you. Come in and just talk to me. Turns out she was an acid girl herself back in the day. She brought me some ice water. She told me to talk about my night while she just counted cigarettes. I babbled at her for some time and then just went silent. How do you feel, she asked. I said, much better. Thank you for this. She asked if I could find my way home. I was confident I could, thanked her again, and left. I knew the street and the apartment name. The new problem I faced right away was that the street signs no longer had letters. So back I went. What's up, she asked. I can't see letters on the street signs, I said. We both smiled when I said this. Okay, I'll call you a cab. Will you be able to tell the driver where you live? Yes, I said. I know the apartment name. So, I finally got home because of the angel at Circle K. No one was home and the door was locked. I sat outside in deep thought, just thinking about the evening's events. After some time, I could hear my friends' voices. We did a question-and-answer Ceremony for a while. I said I was done with this drug shit. The coming weeks would no doubt be a huge test. As intense as this trip was, I firmly believe a bad trip is actually very rare. 
I believe I was shown something of the divine that I just wasn't ready for. <laughs>